Welcome back. It's a familiar voice. This is Zane, the uh, the old co-host who had to miss last week due to the most stressful week of my entire life. I will say I'm sorry that I missed. I had no intention of missing, but uh, last week was too much. My cat did indeed fall out of a window. He broke his leg, knee, hip. He has four pins, and I'm still dealing with his cone on his head to this day. One alpha thing that I did was create that line at Zoomy. So we, I'm a CEO of a company, and we have a CEO sitting with us today, and that is Ever Schmolders from Westfly Athletics. Woo! That's a pretty good intro. All right, Running Things Considered. Get ready for the <laughs> best episode of Running Things Considered you've ever seen, you've ever heard in your life. I listened to the Betamin Track Club come on last week, and all I heard was a bunch of Betamin. Uh, yeah, I guess it's pretty good. No, this is high energy, high intensity podcast episode. Get ready, because I'm going to be talking my ass off. All right. And well, I think on that, we should go ahead and roll the intro, because I, I need to breathe real quick. Yeah, well, I thought about a song, too. Okay, well, I guess that. we'll roll the intro right there. <laughs> Balling since I was a jit. But before Oakland and filming the skits, I had to go to get rich. Mama was struggling, paying the rent. I couldn't help her with shit. Hey, then I'm feeling so stuck yeah, in this, this bitch. Car broke down, can't fix that shit. I cried at night, I admit that shit. Oh, too old, I whipped that bitch. She left me alone, but I miss that bitch. She texts right now, I hit that bitch. Old friends like how you get that. Welcome back, everybody. So, Everett Schmolders, if you're not familiar, I'd say he might be one of the most controversial figures in track and field. You know why? Because he's not afraid. He's not afraid to speak his mind. He's not afraid to make these big, lofty goals of what he's going to do. Like when he, I don't know, said he's going to break four. And what did he do? I think he broke four. I think he broke four. So, and he's the CEO of Westfly Athletics. Do you know what CEO stands for, Everett? Chief Executive Officer. But I think we're going to change that to CEA because I'm the Chief, ex- Chief Executive Alpha. <laughs> that was good that was good I, I i we actually looked up the c-suite executives on the way uh, right before this and i'm going to be this i'm going to be a cgo chief green officer real thing it's a real thing i have no <laughs> idea what that means but i'm definitely going to be that um yeah well you seem to have built uh so, like a crazy following on not only Instagram and YouTube, but also I, I'm a big uh, Let's Run guy, and you uh, <laughs> a little hate on Let's Run. Hey, you know, the nerds and virgins just can't take the heat of Westfly Athletics, <laughs> so they have to send emails to my administrators to try and get me canceled. But, you know, the alpha train doesn't stop, and you can try and do everything you can to take us down. But, you know, it's just going to be impossible, and we'll never stop. That's some good energy. That's some good energy. <laughs> That's some dragon Dragon energy. Dragon energy. <laughs> well, I, I think we should go right into speed round questions because we have some really hard hitting trivia interview questions later. And I want to get to them as soon as we can. So I can't read. Zane's going to do this for me. Go ahead and roll without, the music, Chris. Oh, yeah. Without further ado, are you ready? You've done this before. You know the drill. You I know the drill. Here. First thing comes to your mind, just say it. Right now, <laughs> let's do it. No, you ready? No, no, that would actually be funny though. All right, three, two, one. Best running song. Um, Alpha Symphony, Spotify, Every Smaller's playlist. <laughs> That's good. Always be selling. Uh, describe the NCAA in one word. Uh, crooks. <laughs> I I agree with that. Uh, pre pre track workout meal. Bagel with nothing else. 
One bite of a bagel. Uh, would you rather go streaking at a football game or Disney on ice? Uh, Disney on ice, uh, Blades of Glory style. <laughs> Where is West in 10 years? Um, global empire over real estate, track and field, media production, uh, social influence, uh, Westfly hedge fund, everywhere. <laughs> it's everywhere. That's where it is. That's right. I will uh, need some investing advice. I was just talking about how I've lost some money in the stock market this week. Um, dream sponsor. Barstool Sports. Nice, nice. What, what was it? Barstool Sports. Oh, oh, oh. That's it. They said Marshalls. Oh, <laughs> like Marshalls. Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> um, JC Penny. Yeah. <laughs> Least favorite thing about Avery. Um, hmm. Go for it. I'm waiting. Hmm. <laughs> Damn, this is hard. Least favorite. No way. Thing. There's just so many. <laughs> Sheesh. I don't really like your stride, to be honest. It kind of. There we okay. go. There we yeah, go. I like that. Too. That's like actually that. that was a perfect answer. It's disgusting. That's fair. That's fair. Um, is it true that you were the starting point guard at your high school? This is true. Varsity as a sophomore, but then I had to hang the hang the shoes up for uh, running. Yeah. Is it true that you've never kissed a girl? This is not true. I kiss girls every day. <laughs> every day. Every day. That's, that's a big claim. Ole Miss does have a lot more girls in Georgia Tech. There's a lot more opportunity for that. Um, <laughs> did, did the cornrows put unnecessary pressure on you to perform well? No, it put the most necessary pressure on me to perform well. How do eels reproduce? Um, they stick their tails into their counterparts' uh, reproductive organism. You know what? Avery told me before this. Human beings don't know how eels produce. Yeah, it's actually like one of the mysteries of the world. We just don't know how they produce. So you could be right. You very well could be right. But I if think you just we just discovered don't know. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> could be West like a Virgin Mary, Mary type deal with uh, virgin it's eels. Right. Virgin eels. Virgin eels. Maybe they just like change to another species. That's why you never That's see them. Nice yeah. Not a bad idea. Okay, we've just uncovered a lot of stuff. <laughs> we have. Is time travel possible? Yes. What's your favorite word? Joey Cheese. <laughs> no, no, no. Tin Beta. Tin Beta. There we go. There we go. Uh, and what is your favorite apple? Uh, Honeycrisp. Easy money. Honeycrisp. Did we, did we ask you that last podcast? You might not remember. Well, yeah, I don't really like this uh, running things considered consensus that it's a feed, Fuji? Fiji? Green apple. It's just anything green. We like the green ones. I'm a chief green officer. We're the CGEO <laughs> right here, man. I don't even know. I... I got an apple today from a – I took an apple out of a kid's lunch. I actually did take an apple out of a kid's lunch, and it was a Honeycrisp. I think it's pretty good. It's not a bad – not a bad great apple. lunches these days. I, I remember know, I we the had big hot – one. The big one. We had hot dogs you could bounce off the floor. <laughs> what? Yeah, welcome to Atlanta Public Schools. All right. Um, well, I think that was great. We, we learned a lot. We learned how eels reproduce. We learned that – No, we discovered. Eels every day. Oh, we discovered. Yes. Yeah, sorry. We discovered that. And so, you know, going to this next section, if you're a first time listener, kind of how this goes is we have five trivia questions, but each of these trivia questions kind of leads into a little bit of the CEO's life, Eversmuller, C-C-E-A, C-A's life. Um, and so, you know, you'll kind of understand how it goes as we go on. But uh, without further ado, 
I'm trying. I'm, it's funny because right when you said PA, I was trying to think of the title for the podcast. That's why I smiled. I just think it would be funny. Yeah. You want to say it? No, no, no. I'm okay. I'm con- okay, I'm, you're processing. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. You ready, bro? I was born ready. What was the first ever collegiate sport? Track sort of close. You you want another guess? Cross country. It Swear. was actually it was actually rowing, Harvard oh. and Yale, the the oh, first okay. first ones ever, and it was it was actually really big in the uh, the late eighteen hundreds. It's crazy, but the reason we asked that that was a fun one, you know, fun fact for you guys. But this leads us right into what we know now as the NCAA, and currently, you know, Westfly has a little bit of you know trouble with the NCAA trying to sell merch. Can't do that, you know. Trying to post a lot of YouTube video monetizing can't do that, and uh, I just want to start that start that dialogue. Yeah, you know, it's honestly one of the biggest crimes that's happening right in front of our, our eyes in, in uh, you know, America and collegiate sports is, you know, why is it because I'm an athlete in the NCAA, I can't make money for myself. And there's no other answer than, you know, then the suits, as I like to call them, the older guys, then they won't have as much money in their pockets. And, you know, you look at, let's say, the acting department in schools, there's no NCAA, they can get roles in commercials and tv shows and get paid what they're worth but for whatever reason because i am in this organization i can't make any money for myself and it it blows my mind as to how this is ethical or legal you know i like to say it's they're modern day slave owners to be honest it's like they're treating me like a they're treating me like a racehorse back in 2012 when Johnny Manziel was about to win the Heisman or had just won the Heisman, Texas A&M sold like $250 million worth of his merchandise that year. I mean, assuming that he didn't get any kickbacks, but I mean, that for one school is insane to not see any of that. There is a documentary about this, about basically the University of Nebraska just building megalomaniac stadiums off the backs of these 19-year-old football players. I do think it's crazy how you can't make money uh, especially for yourself because i 100 crystal clear um understand the argument of this like okay sure if you let brands or donors do whatever they want and say hey you know this high school recruit come and uh come to my college and i'll give you a, a i don't know a three million dollar like brand deal or something even though that's maybe not what he's worth just to come to the school i get that argument but the thing that kind of doesn't make any sense is you're doing everything for yourself. Every, every single dollar Westfly would make is you're seeing the, the start of it and you're seeing the end of it. So it doesn't really like that argument is pretty much the strongest argument they have. And it makes absolutely no sense, which really needs some updating. I think and that then, things will start to get updated at some point. Sorry, keep going. No. And then they take it a step further. And, you know, because I have my own brand and I'm building my LLC, even though I'm not making a single dollar on it, they're trying to say, Oh, because you're wearing an Ole Miss t-shirt and you're growing your brand, which you're not making any money on, you know, you can't use this public property to grow your brand. I'm like, that is the biggest bullshit I've ever heard in my life. Like this shirt has nothing to do with like no one subscribing to me because I'm wearing this shirt. I'm running on this track. And yeah, it's something I feel very strongly about. Um, You know, Nike, like let's look at Nike. They have, they've got busted for sweatshops and they're like, Oh no, we're doing a good thing. Cause we're paying these people, you know, a dollar 50 an hour. And you know, the NCAA is trying to say, 
you, oh, you know, like you should be grateful for, uh, you know, your scholarship and what we're providing you with. I'm like, yeah, I am. But at the same time, you can't use that as a, you know, justification for not letting me make money for myself. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like back in the days, same thing with what the AAU used to be when like Steve Crayfont yeah, yeah. was around. Now. They wouldn't let him profit off of anything. Um, just because it was some uh, supposedly an amateur doing it for the love of the sport. For sure. Um, which I understand to a degree. I think there are people who probably couldn't make money off their likeness or couldn't make money off pictures or videos or anything like that. But I don't think there's any reason for somebody to not be able to profit off of something uh, if they're working hard at it and they're good enough at what they do. It's, it brings more revenue into a non-revenue generating sport like track. So. Exactly. I, I think, I, I think, I mean, I understand like the, uh, like, like from their perspective of, of why it'd be illegal, but like, I feel like the influencers that, that just, that market needs to be just opened up because there's no reason Hunter Woodhall would have to hang up his spikes. Cause I mean, cause Which I'm hanging up his uniform. Yeah. Because of the NCAA. Cause I mean, you know, although like, you know, sure. He, you know, he, he may, he may get some attention for not having legs, but like knowing that guy and talking to him, He's one of the, he's probably the hardest worker I, I know. Like no one produces as much content as him. No one works as hard, and he has to hang up his spikes, uh, or hang up his jersey, not his spikes, just because of you know, these rules. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just sitting here, I could name five things I can't do to make money for myself. You know, I'm an entrepreneur. I like merch sales, online coaching, YouTube ad revenue, uh, brand deals. You know, there's so many things. What else is there? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that you just pretty much anything. Take advantage pretty of. much anything. <laughs> well, um, well, so I, I think we pretty much covered every base there, and uh, you know, I think it's a very important conversation to have. It's been being had for years, and you know, hopefully, uh, we'll just nag them enough. <laughs> well, I think I'm, that I'm gonna come out with a statement calling some people out. Uh, you know, some of the suits and the older people at some point when it's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, you know, well, I, can't. Just, I say just grin and bear it for a few months and they have no they have no control over you at that point. And then when you feel like the time has come, I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel the same way as you do. I can't imagine, you know, being a, a basketball player, a football player and a big in a, gener, a revenue generating sport who may come from absolutely nothing. And you're just they're just profiting off your likeness constantly. Every photo ad video promo is about you and you're just like well my family's still poor um it just sucks and now i just you know i have no other option but to show up and run because you know i'm not gonna risk my eligibility at the ncaa championship for sure for west yeah Rockets. we don't want that either so uh you're you've, you've had a, a very good year i don't want that to be put to an end you still have outdoor i do i've got I've got outdoor this year. I have indoor and outdoor next year. So oh, um, nice, nice. Yeah, we're we're firing all cylinders. Was that because of COVID or just was that your eligibility in general? Um, because of COVID and uh, and both for mm, outdoor sure. at least. Sure. But I got in the past two years. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, going into this next question, kind of fitting perfectly. You ready for it? I'm ready. I was born ready. Which Division One team has the most track and field national championships by team title? Arkansas. Boom. Correct. Yeah. Arkansas, you're going to be there this weekend, right? I am. Friday, 3 p.m. Tune in. Is Tune it in. at 3? 3? 3 p.m. Central time, 4 p.m. Atlanta time. 
I'll be home right <laughs> at four. So I, I got this message a lot in uh, just like the, the Instagram questions. Uh, what's the decision not to do the mile? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll be honest with all the listeners here. We could uh, predict what the heats were going to be. And, you know, I don't, you know, I call my shots and I, I say some bold predictions and, you know, I'm, I'm an honest man. And the mile heat that I was going to be in was going to be, you know, a life, a life shot to uh, make it into the final. And, you know, with, with that, and then coming back to the DMR is a tough task. And, you know, we're going up against the world record holders in the DMR and it's just going to be so much more satisfying to go all in on the DMR and uh, try and dethrone the ducks. So yeah, just being a team player and uh, being fresh for this 1200 leg, I'm going to be going up against Cole Hawker and, you know, we're putting all our eggs in this DMR basket because quite honestly, you know, on a great day this year, I think I would have been like six in the mile. Like I'm, I'm a realistic person. Like, bro, it is stupid how (laughs) the mile is. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. My heat was going to be there. All right. First of all, sleeper Elliot kept saying he ran a 351 split at SEC. I saw that. That's really insane. I did not. They didn't win the DMR. They didn't. No. Bro, it was going to be like Elliot Kip saying Sam Tanner. Uh, uh, Sam Tanner. Sam you Tanner, Cole Hawker. It was just going to be a ridiculous heat. And, yeah, it's just in everyone's best interest for me to do the DMR and be fresh for the 1,200 That's leg. That's fair. That's fair. And, you know, if we start the meet off with a win in the DMR and we have this momentum going for Waleed in the mile final and, uh, you know, Mario in the 3K, Baylor in the 800, like, it's just in everyone's better favor and we're trying to podium. So, you know, it's, it's better off for me to try and get 10 points in the DMR for the team versus, you know, maybe scrape two or three in the mile. Sure. Well, I think you should start hashtag DTD dethrone the ducks, dethrone the ducks. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. It's, it's going to be crazy. No, they're, they're, they're good. They're, this this the, year is the best team in the best distance team in collegiate history. I, I didn't do the research on that, but it, it like, <laughs> I feel like it has yeah. to be. It's when we talked, when we talked with Reed, I mean, he's a three fifty six miler. Does it wasn't he, even on the DMR? He wouldn't even make the DMR. Yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. Pretty crazy. You know, what I learned this weekend. Grant Fisher's uh, PR is still his mile from high school. Really? Yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy. Where he run? Four, oh no, he went three fifty nine. Yeah, I mean, he ran thirteen oh two this weekend. I'm pretty sure. I was about to say he probably <laughs> closed that race in like four flat. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. I was talking, maybe I was talking to you, but I was like, I can't imagine going through two miles in a 5K and they're like, 820, 21. Like, <laughs> oh my God. That's just like next level terrifying. Yeah. Um, but Grant Fisher also uh, was a penalty. But he, he recently came out with a podcast. I know. He, he hopped on the train, man. I know. He wants to be just like you and me. It's because he heard this podcast. Know. So if our uh, if our beef with sitting kick doesn't work, I told him that maybe we'd uh, we talk to him about his podcast if if he wants. So okay, hey, all we'll the power to out. him. But man, Grant Fisher is like the poster child for a post race interview. Yeah, I'm just really proud of everyone's effort, <laughs> and it was a really fun time. So please do not bring that energy to your podcast, Grant Fisher. You want the energy, unless unless he's just like somehow like the smartest guy in the world. Well, he Which he's, 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 he's he is smart. smart. He is smart. But he actually. Be- Biomechanical engineering podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should. 
CGO. The CGO, man. All right. This next question. Zane, you want to get it? Yes. What medical practice began during the 14th century in an effort to protect coastal cities from the plague? You want to repeat that? No, I heard the question. It's... Boys, I am at Ole Miss. <laughs> you know this one. <laughs> that was the greatest answer I've ever heard. All right, I'm going to say medical uh, practice plague. Butthole probing. Yep. That's no. it. That's it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We should make it that. We should. We should. It's quarantine. It's quarantine. Oh, I'm a dumbass. Yeah, I should do <laughs> <laughs> um, So, and, and I think this is going straight to Westfly. Your brand, you kind of started maybe, what was that, like six months ago? You really, maybe a little more than that. Because I, I know your handle for TikTok was Westfly a little while back. You didn't really like get your feet in the brand until a little recently and you really seems like you really picked up all like the quarantine hustlers in that walk us through it yeah so um here i am in quarantine sitting at my house uh i don't know if i was just you know pondering life or watching a 10 beta video but i was just you know sitting here thinking you know looking at how things are operating in the running world and who's running what and i'm just i'm just like why like why First of all, why is running such a like shit sport to follow? Like, why is why is nobody interested? And it's because, like I said, you know the classic script post race interview. Like, yeah, I'm just so proud of everyone. And then I'm thinking about ten beta sub elite, and I'm just like, bro, these guys are like a bunch of posers, and they're that you know I'm just I got a bone to pick with those guys and. You know, I'm just like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in this game. I'm going to do it better. I'm going to do it bigger. And uh, got my logo. You know, the, the story behind the logo is something for off camera or off audio. <laughs> I'll tell you all behind the scenes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, slapped it on everything. And now, you know, it's just grown into this thing. You know, we have so many sayings. Like, we pump big way to the Swolmus Arm Farm. It's Alphas only here at West Five Athletics. And, it's just a way of life and, you know, it's really sprouted into this thing. And, you know, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, check in 10, 10 years from now. Will, will Westfly, I'm assuming when you're done with eligibility or Waleed is done or anybody, are you going to have a, a post-collegiate training group together oh, in one city? 10,000%. We're, you know, uh, we're really getting out the mud, uh, you know, not many Westfly athletes are, um, you know, like when, like when Ferry and Casey started, like they, they're not going to have Nike knocking at their door. You know, when I was running my mouth, talking all the trash I was talking, I had a 401 mile PR and I had a broken leg. And now, you know, I'm running 358. I, I plan to be at the Olympic trials this summer. So, you know, ideally we'll have a, a brand come endorse us and that make, that'd make having a team come together a lot easier. But even if that doesn't happen, you know, I can, I can support enough to make it a possibility. So yeah, definitely going to have a group after this summer. Um, or no, not after the summer, after next year. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Um, and there's a long list of prospects as well. Do, do you think, uh, do you think like, like creating Westfly and kind of like putting, you really put yourself out there just like, you know, because the, the fastest way to get attention, well, you figured this out is kind of really just like you kind of played the bad guy for a simpler, easier word to say it in the running world. You know what I mean? 
calling out the ten. Do you think you think that was like motivation of just like you have to back it up? So oh, one hundred thousand percent. I think about that before every race, and you know, there's so many people that want to see me fail, and there's so many people rooting against me. Like people say terrible things about me online, and you know, that motivates the hell out of me. And I'm you know, waking up at six o'clock in the morning and, you know, a lot of people are groggy and don't want to get out of bed. I'm eyes wide open. I'm like, all right, I got some betas to prove wrong today. I love that. So, so it's that. definitely, it's definitely helped me with my own training and it's also helped like me back up. It's like two roles. Like I, I'd say what I say and then it helps me back it up. And then what Absolutely. I say is true. Sure. And, and one thing, um, you know, I guess a conversation that, we I had in like two text messages or something is since you're like, you're really honest, I want to say in the running community and let's say, and, and most brands are like scared of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, like, like you're really shaken up a lot in the running world. Like when people say average smolders, you're a really polarizing figure. And so I, I think this, this, this group, and honestly, like your, like your, your follower numbers, your um, subscriber numbers, they aren't like insane, but the engagement is is you can't really compete with that. Like no one has better engagement than you. And so you have this, this, this core following right behind you. And I think building, building on that more than reaching a brand, I think you're going to get farther. And I think what's interesting about talking about reaching a brand and stuff is um, I know that my friend Jeremy Grunald and I had this conversation recently about not going the traditional route with creating a post-collegiate group. So not reaching out to like, adidas or nike or whatever it is but there's so many brands that have a ton of capital that are interested in building like barstool sports like (laughs) barstool sports yeah i mean or gymshark or any of that stuff that's just uh, a little bit different that you don't need to exactly follow these like super strict guidelines of every post-race interview and every Instagram post has to have a certain hashtag on it. And, you know, you know, there's people who are willing to work with you and create a, a brand together and not be so focused on the semantics of. Yeah. A thousand clean. A thousand percent. And, you know, if, uh, if one of these brands wants to put these stipulations in these contracts and take away my creative freedom, then I'm going to tell them to kick rocks. Cause you know, the big goal is to have such a big following and, get Westlaw nation so big that we can financially support ourselves. And it doesn't matter what, uh, you know, Jersey we're wearing. And that, that also provides a lot of freedom from a team standpoint, because then we don't have to be like contracted to someone else. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, wait, let's look at like, just to show you how it worked from a business perspective. Let's look at these TikTokers who broke the scene last summer, whatever it was, Lil Huddy uh, was Bryce Hall. Like these guys just built such big followings that they were able to just get get in a house and you know pump out content and make millions of dollars and you know that's that's the goal. Like it's not just going to be runners supporting Westfly. Like we're yeah. bringing we're bringing like so many like there are people who support Westfly that don't know a thing about the rivalry with Tim Beta or anything like that. That's what I was kind of referring to is not going the traditional route. Like we, we were just like talking about like what local brands could support something like that. So we wouldn't have to do some, you know, right. regular things. Anyways, I won't get into that too much, but uh, you want to read this next one? Sure. So this period question, we, it's, we were just hoping it's true. <laughs> um, you ready? Mm-hmm. 
What high school is across from the most expensive house in Atlanta? Oh, love it. From Tyler Perry's house. That's, That's right. Tyler Perry's I house. I knew it. You saw it. Okay. I biked over there a couple of years ago. It was $32 million. You can't even see the house. When I actually ran from Love It uh, maybe like a month ago, two months ago. I don't know why. I was just over in the area. I just parked on campus. And they had full security, like around really? the whole house. I was like, that would be so insane. Just all the way <laughs> security. I've been shooting the hooch before. Shooting the hooch just like, – I didn't have an inner tube or anything. We were literally swimming down the hooch, and we pull up in his backyard on the bank, and we get up and start walking in his backyard, and his security runs down and tells us to get the hell off his property. Oh, wow. wow. That's that a helicopter pad. It's an, it's, the house is absurd. Yeah. Wow. I wish I could find the, I wish I could find the address so I could be like, look at this. <laughs> it's actually so crazy. That's wild. I took a 3D virtual tour on Zillow. Really? That was as far as it got. Yeah. <laughs> they probably, probably took you like four hours. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 70 bathrooms. Um, I'm on so, Zillow every day scouting out houses for the uh, Westfly team. The West, well, the Westfly house? West side, West, West side. West side, no, Westfly. I'll be honest. We're moving our operation out to Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale. Well, I got two accounts for my Zoomies thing out there in Scottsdale. The West Tangier Outlets in the Scottsdale Fashion Center. Dude, you're out there. You sounded legit oh, there. That's real. You sounded like a baller. I'm just saying. I'm just letting you know. Like, yeah, it sounded you. as cool as it thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so Levitt High School. You had. <laughs> you, so you played basketball. You're starting point guard in basketball. I just I love that fact. Avery couldn't find any stats. I couldn't find the only stat I found is that you had two rebounds. No, your whole career. That was for North Atlanta, wasn't it? I don't even know. I don't even know how to Google this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely had more than two rebounds my whole career, but uh, <laughs> I think Max Preps or someone has the stats. But yeah, it was just one season, my sophomore year. I definitely scored like eight points one game. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I, I personally, I was, uh, I'm actually in my middle school hall of fame for basketball because uh, I was six two in middle school. Are you actually in your middle school hall of fame? Is that even? No, thing? that's not a thing. I was just six two in middle school, and no one could tell me nothing because I would just How drive. How are you now? Six three. You've gone. You've grown one inch. I, I was in middle school. gangly. I was gangly. <laughs> but I have grown. If I would have grown one inch from middle school, I would be. Four eight right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not in your uh, middle school's basketball hall of fame. I'm. You know what a crazy fact about my high school basketball team? I mean high school, middle school basketball team. So I went to Inman Middle, right downtown in the city, and for, I played in uh, Nike SBs. So I played. My best friends are Nike skateboarders for Nike SB who'd always give me shoes. But then this one family moved in to our area for like six months. Her name's Pam Oliver. She is the reporter for the NFL on the on the on the field and she bought me shoes with my name and number and the school on it wow and i got them a full size too big <laughs> so i could wear them for like three years what a beauty that's yeah. a fun fact Shout out to avery, can dunk? what can avery dunk a basketball no 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 he bought like 200 dollars pair of air jordans that, <laughs> they're like they're like soap shoes. It's like the worst. It's the worst I spent I spent like the most expensive pair of basketball shoes at I think I was at like a I don't know, like a chance or something. And I was like felt so cool. I put them on immediately. 
and I swear to God, I might have well gotten ice skates. Like, they're just like the <laughs> when, opposite. When we they play at Georgia Tech, he, he could like run and just stop and he'll slide to the end and of I'll the court. And I'll just smack against the, the wall. Worst. He's the worst. Anyway, sorry. I'm just, I feel like you're like six foot six. I'm surprised you're just six three because Johnny Rivera is like six four. He's a big, I mean, the thing is, is that, you know, going back to least thinking about me, my running form is that I, I'm on my toes and I bounce. So I'm just like, I look way taller than I really am. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so love it. You know, we got, we got some, you know, younger fan base to listen to. So we always like to go back into the, the high school days. You were a, a Brooks PR finalist. What was your PR 150? Yeah somehow got into there you know i committed to Ole miss with 157 419 prs that was my junior year wow and I really just decided to quit screwing around and well that's not entirely true but <laughs> yeah squeaked out a 150 at the georgia meter champions and went to brooks pr and got my ass kicked because we had graduation like two weeks before and i sort of just cruised Stop. on over to brooks pr and enjoyed i didn't know day. you went to brooks what year yeah. was that that was 2017. Oh, wow. Who won that year? Was that Brady? No. Dawson Lawrence. Reed Brown was like. Dawson Lawrence. Who? He's a, he was Minnesota. Nice. He's, an interesting, he's an interesting character. Did he, was he My the guy. one who just won the mile? Don't no, think so. no, 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 no. That's, that's that tall dude. I saw that. No. And then Reed Brown was second, and Brandon Miller was third, and Brandon Miller just won SECs as a freshman. I know, I saw that. I'm actually happy for that dude. He's been running fast since he was like a baby, and he did. Oh, he ran really... 151 in eighth grade. Eighth grade, he ran 151, dude. Did you what know that? that? That's not true. Is he? Is it? Is it like? No, that's true. Like from like the bench warmers where he gets that like. Sure. Little... He's an eighth grade record holder. Yeah, I am. He, he doesn't look old. <laughs> yeah, and green crayon. Yeah, I have 12. The, uh, yeah, <laughs> go to the store and get uh, some tequila. <laughs> yeah. um, but he he ran 149 like his entire high school career. And then I saw that he was running at Texas A&M. I was like, please let him not run 149. I think he ran 148 and he won SECs. Good for him. I was like, good. Dude needs it. Can you imagine <laughs> running 151 in eighth grade? No. Think about what yeah. the think about what the field looks like. People yeah. run like two thirty five. I was win. too busy getting my own rebound in eighth grade, man. <laughs> he probably won meets by two hundred meters. Oh my god, yeah! yeah. Like it, it must have just pissed the parents off. I just know. like who brought this kid? You know. <laughs> I remember watching like he had like a, a workout Wednesday and flow track, and his mom was a coach. Literally no idea what she was doing. <laughs> really? They were like, go do like two. 60 meter sprints literally as fast as you possibly can and we're done <laughs> they were done <laughs> damn um well i yeah, know more about love it like i'm just so surprised at how fast some kids are running these days because they're out okay. here training like pros and you know the reason i was able to improve from a 415 mile my senior year of high school to 401 miles because you know i wasn't tapped at all i was doing like 40 45 miles a week and you look at a bunch of these kids running like 402 and like 1430 in high, in high school. And it's like, they're already running 70 miles a week doing, you know, 15 mile long runs and like yeah, J workouts. And oh yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. But 402 will yeah. get you like seventh at a, at a high school. It might like, get you a scholarship. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I was like, I talked to Avery. I'm like, I ran 415, 152. I'm like, I'm glad I ran when I did. Like right now they'd be like, yeah, you can walk on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah. Anyways, you said you ran 415 down to 401. I'd like to say you went 415 down to 358. Give yourself some credit. Yeah, true, true, true. <laughs> well, no, that was one year, though, right? Yeah. That was from senior year of high school to freshman year. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. I yeah, see yeah. what you mean. I see what you well, mean. Well, anyways, on to this, this final question. How, how's it been doing so far? Who? Uh, got that one. Didn't get that one. Didn't get. Okay. So you're, you're, okay. Not bad. Two for four. Two for four. Two for four. It's like, it's like all my tests. It's, it's right. Like you're on Ole Miss. The 50th great. Well, you're going to get this one for sure. <laughs> you, are, are you ready for this? I was born ready. All right, Chris. You know what to do. Oh, drop the music right here, Chris. And give me a walkie slush, bro. Walkie <laughs> slush. Thank you. Who has the fastest win in UFC title fight history? Jorge Masvidal. Check this. Actually, no, it's not on video. Yeah, Jorge Masvidal, five seconds. I'm pin. Yeah. My Google is UFC title fight history. Maybe, maybe oh, that'll oh, help. Oh, Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo, 12 seconds. Okay, 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 okay. I'm glad. Yeah. I was like, did I mess up? I was like, <laughs> oh, sick. Yeah. We got the t-shirt. Well, no, that's not a t-shirt. That's, a, that's three paintings in a row of Conor McGregor. Hell yeah. So this is obvious, obviously one of your biggest inspirations. He shook up the UFC, wasn't afraid to talk. You're shaking up the running world, not afraid to talk. I, and I can see even uh, just kind of like how you feel about, you know, the 10-minute elite in general. Um, kind of walk us through. Walking slush us through. <laughs> Thank you, Zane. <laughs> Am I walking you through my uh, rise to the well, just, just like, Or just like, just like kind of like, um, you know. Like, Where you draw your inspiration for West Black. Thank you, Zane. Yeah, you know, I just – one of my favorite things about – well, you know, Connor, he's changed. He's a different man than he was when he, you know, killed Jose Aldo in 12 seconds. And, you know, the biggest thing that I respected about him was that he would say what he was going to do and then he'd go out and do it. And, you know, uh, that's exactly what I've done all season. And, you know, every everything I've said to this point has just straight up been the truth. And, you know, people want to get mad at me for the 10 beta slander and – yeah, I get that, but someone tell me what I'm saying that's not true. Drew Hunter hasn't gotten better since high school. He ran 357 indoor in high school, and then not too long ago, he ran 340 in indoor 1500. Uh, you know, Jermaine Sloman, he's running 838 in a 3K as a pro. Uh, someone tell me what conference meet that would be, you know, even respectable at. You know, shout out Sydney Get a Booty. He ran 1322, but, you know, enough about them. Yeah, I draw a lot of inspiration from Conor McGregor. Look at this. I haven't shared this with anyone. I've been waiting to release this, but y'all can y'all can see it right here. It's a DM to Conor McGregor. It says, I'm taking your style and bringing it to track and field. Check in in six years, and this shit is mine for the taking. That's August 23rd, 2017. All right. Well, we got two more years on that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And so I'm going to push back a bit on the Tinman because I, I feel like – I mean, sure, you you can say they uh they have a different kind of a voice, and you know some of their stars aren't running as fast. But what they do in the track and field, they they've changed track and field by by the way that in a similar way that you have as far as track and field media goes, they've they've kind of made the social media track and field team a possible thing. And I, I think I think they deserve credit for that. Although you know may, maybe their their voice is different than than what you want to do. Yeah, that this is true. Their marketing has been phenomenal. You know, they're they're running the game. No one's doubting that. They're you know, they donated 30k to charity off their merch sales. But here's here's where the problem is. They're they've got this niche group of runners and they're only catering to runners. And they're they have it, they have the uh the market by the throat. Like 
every single high schooler knows what Tin Man is. But the only problem is they're, you know, you think of a cross-country runner in high school and middle school, and it's it's usually the, you know, nerdy dweeb that's like, you know, video gamer and whatnot. And they're catering to them the most. But what they're not doing is they're not broadening the whole entire marketplace like Westfly is. And, you know, we're bringing in, you know, we're, we are, but we're also like one of our goals is to bring in like so many other spectators to the whole entire pool. Um, so yeah, you know, hats off to them for what they've done, but also, you know, who can justify selling a $200 Tibetan singable that you get for 25 bucks from the mall? <laughs> I like, I... y'all went out again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're back. We're back. All right. Henry Dwyer was one of my good buds. You know, Henry. I know Henry. Yeah. I like him too. Yeah. Henry's a good dude. I like Drew. I like those guys. I, I, they have done a lot for the sport, which I have been like happy about at least that they've expanded. I think in terms of running and in terms of, I mean, basically any sport, especially with like running YouTube now with Ben and Spencer. Oh, and Morgan McDonald's also. Morgan has goated. a great YouTube. I think that there is just a lot of opportunity for a lot of people to be in. And I mean, right now there's an opportunity for a lot of people to get in and it's bringing way more people to the sport. Maybe 10 men's scope is not your scope. Maybe your scope is not 10 men's scope. And then everybody can just get a piece of the pie. And I, I kind of want to take this back to UFC because kind of one reason I brought up Conor McGregor in general is because I've said this on a past podcast is I think the UFC's business model of getting really personal, hyping up the different personalities yeah. going in. Because in track and field, especially in pro running, which we'll, we'll hopefully see Westfly in, in a few years, there's not that many races. You know what I mean? And so you really have to be very careful about building up the runners and doing that. Um, and so I think, honestly, you know, having the, the clashing personalities is phenomenal. Yeah, I think creating a narrative behind it is the best way to go. And like these night at the races things that they did a couple of days ago were like – so much better than anything ESPN Agreed. did. It was so much easier to watch. It was so much easier to listen to. Um, I think we just need more of that. The reason why track is taking off right now is like the system that was in place beforehand was just what everyone knew and no one questioned it. It was flow track, runner space, and the promotion was straight up dog water. And now people are like, why don't we just put on our own promotion? And screw these guys. Yeah. And uh, I know. I love you know, it. Speaking of hyping things up, like, who is not buying a $3 pay-per-view subscription to watch Westfly CEO and Joey cheese go head to head in a 1500. Are you buying <laughs> that? Are you buying that? Abe I, I think you got six bucks right I, here. I, I, if it was you versus Sam Parsons, I'd buy it. Oh, me and Sam Parsons. Hey, and listen to what, what else is going to happen in six years. All this running hype is going to turn into boxing hype and we're getting in the ring. Me and Parsons. We're getting yeah. in the ring. It's calling it now. That'd be great. I, I, I would pick I would pick my fight very carefully. Who would you fight? Oh, you know who I'd fight, which I think, and I'm not just saying this as someone I can beat. I think this would be a good one. I think Clayton Murphy. I agree. Would you fight Lopez Lomong? No. God, no. <laughs> he would tear my head off. <laughs> He's so ripped. I don't know who I'd fight. I'd probably fight Frank Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I'd fight Leo Manzano. <laughs> <laughs> One kick he finds a way to win. Ali Ostrander. Athlete special is getting a quicker KO than Conor McGregor and Jose Aldo. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Well, I mean, that is all, all we had for the day. I think we should give you 40, 30 to 45 seconds just to say whatever you want. End it off. Yeah, you know, all I have to say is it's a Westfly takeover. Uh, we're on our way to the top. It's not done yet. Y'all make sure you tune in to the NCAA championships this Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Ducks getting dethroned. It, you know, it's going to be a world record time throwdown. If someone wants to take it from the beginning, Ole Miss Rebels are coming for that national title. Go like, comment, subscribe on YouTube. Go buy Zane's Zoomies gear. Go yeah. get that Abe DeRave merch. It's probably not up anymore. But y'all know what to do. Everyone who's made it to this point is a real one. And uh, I guarantee you this podcast is going to be the most listened to one to date. I am really interested in that. I, it's true. I am it's interested true. to see but, listen- hey, what's, what's the most popular one so far? Uh... Uh, it's it's Cooper. Cooper. It's Cooper's. Okay. Cooper Tier. That's that's tough competition. It goes Cooper, Co- Nick Simmons. I looked at it a couple days ago. It's either Rachel, Rachel MacArthur, MacArthur or Craig Angles. Um, yeah, Craig. It's tough Craig. competition. Yeah, but, but you never know. Our, what I will say, and I will, I want to say, I want to shout out to our listeners. I'm a big data guy. I always look at how well the podcast is doing and same with my brand. I'm just like constantly looking to seeing how things are improving or not improving. And we have doubled listenership year over the year over year. So every month, like you can look at it from January to March of last year, we have doubled the listens. So that is fantastic. Let's keep that up and let's call in 646-780-9218 to leave your voicemails, to leave your comments, whatever you want to say. Um, yeah, Avery, I think you did a great job. And I want to thank, uh, Everett CEO of CEA of Westfly yeah. of Westfly athletics for coming on the podcast. And I think this is a good conversation and a productive one. I agree. And hit that number, subscribe to Westfly and we will see you by next my week. time. Make a living. All right. Alpha's only baby. <laughs> <laughs>